Andrew Tate breaks the internet yet again by appearing on a panel podcast for the YouTube channel, Just Pearly Things. On that panel is infamous Instagram influencer, Brittany Renner, who has been criticized for a whole slew of things from having a baby with a basketball player who now she's in a court battle to get child support. And that is one of the subjects amongst many others that are talked about on that panel. And Andrew Tate drops many gems about that situation, about marriage, about relationships, and many things in the realm of society and culture, which makes it perfect material for our show because we comment on society and culture. And then we're going to get into a topic about politics and comment and analyze the appearance of Ben Shapiro on the Full Send podcast with the Nelk Boys and how, yes, the Nelk Boys were a little bit out of their league, but a lot of good stuff was talked about on that particular podcast. And one thing that Ben Shapiro talked about that was very interesting was when he expressed his thoughts on Trump versus DeSantis. So we're going to talk about that. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? This is K-Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes. You are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip-hop, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. Like always, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. If you know somebody that would be interested in the things that we talk about on the show, please share it with them. We're on all podcast platforms. And if you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. As you might realize by now, the quality of the show is a little different. We're doing it remotely. I'm a little bit under the weather. Um, I'm a little bit tired. While many people were celebrating Christmas with their families and opening presents. Um, I was working and, you know, it, it's funny. You and I, we were talking about it. Like, I feel like every Christmas I end up having to deal with like some sort of either catastrophic situation, not in terms of like, you know, family, but just like in terms of something that I'm responsible for that I need to handle. And, you know, I like it. Like, I would have it no other way. Like, it, it, it's so funny to me. And and it's great that we're talking about this uh, Andrew Tate appearance on Just Pearly Things. Because he talks about, not specifically that, but he talks about the those top Gs. You know, he's always throwing that out there. Top G, top G, top G. And one of the things that, is consistent with being a top G 
is the certain amount of work, sacrifice, investment that's required. And I feel like God always puts me in, in, in a situation where it gives me the opportunity where it's like, yes, you see why you're in a different position than many people. Well, also, when many people are able to be kicking back and enjoying the family thing and eating tamales and opening presents, you're in a sewer right now or you're on a roof or you're dealing with some busted pipe or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's like, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's crazy. And, and this is not the first year that it's happened. It's happened to me like many years that it's been like that, or maybe not just for Christmas, but for other holidays. And, and I'm like, man, this is crazy. And, and, you know, you look on social media and everybody's doing their thing with their family and, and that's great. Like I'm not hating on it, but also it's one of those things where it's just like the, the at the end of my life, the story and, 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 you know, the story of my life will be, very different than a lot of people's story. And, and, you know, I, I can't be mad it. at that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be mad at that. And it's just, it's, uh, it's interesting. So, and, and it was badass because like, you know, the, what we're analyzing and, and, and doing a commentary on uh, this appearance by Andrew Tate on the just pearly things podcast uh, or YouTube channel rather. Um, it was released on Christmas and I watched it pretty much like after I was done, like doing all this stuff that I had to do. And it was, I don't know, like I looked at it like, man, this was like a nice little reminder of, you know, I'm, I'm not on Andrew Tate's level, but, but it's a reminder of like what I'm striving for and why, you know, in striving there are necessary there's hard work and necessary sacrifices that come along with that. And, you know, it was, it was great. And believe it or not, he didn't really like bash. Like I, like a lot of people, I felt like the, the, they expressed and, and, and they predicted that he was going to do a lot of hoe bashing, but he really didn't on there. Like he made, he made a lot of valid points that were counter to the things that the women were saying, but it, it wasn't hoe bashing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he has reevaluated how to say certain things in certain times. And you've seen a different Andrew Tate since, uh, since the cancellation. Not that it's yeah. like, uh, like he's, ch not that he's changed like, his thought process, but more so the delivery of it. Cause I think that a lot of, and I think even by design, he did, he had this, this persona that, uh, you know, it, it, it helped him with his marketing. And now that he's out there, it's like, well, now it's time to, I reeled you guys in and now I'm going to eloquently defeat you when it comes to debates. Now I'm going to, break down why I say the things that I say. It reminds me a lot of when Donald Trump uh, 2016 
heading, yeah. heading towards, uh, you know, like, well, actually before 2016, heading into 2016, it was like Trump in many ways used the same tactics. A little bit of the yeah. shock value, but to add levels to what he's trying, like, he, he gets the eyes on you, and then and then once the eyes are on you, then it's like, okay, cool. This is what I meant. Boom, 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 boom. I think now he doesn't so much need to say things the way he said them before because people already know who he is. He's 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 the top G. And so I, I think well, – uh, I feel like he's always been eloquent. I, I just think that, like, what happens is people take things out of context. Like, for instance, you could obviously take – uh, a, a 10 second clip out of somebody saying something and they've been talking for an hour and yeah, you could take 10 seconds and the context of that 10 seconds can be displayed to be something very different than That's what true that, too. Yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? And, and so with this, it was, and I'm sure this, that same thing that has happened in the past, what happened with this particular uh, YouTube video? Because people are already starting to do it. It's a, it's you know only been like twenty four hours since the thing has been out, and you already see a lot of other YouTube channels, you know, uh, uh, cutting it up and 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 splicing it and doing their little commentary and stuff like that. And in some cases, it's going to be taken out of context. Um, you but can't do it was about that though. Yeah, yeah, nothing at all, nothing at all, and and so and that's why it's one of those things that like when the powers that be, or how Sandman says it, which I I like how he says it. He's like the powers that don't want you to be. How when they come after somebody, it's usually by taking the things that that person is saying out of context and perpetuating that that uh 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 disingenuous narrative to the masses you know so it's like yeah. oh he's a misogynist trump's a racist trump's a bigot kanye's a nazi like all of this stuff that is this like well are we listening to to everything that these guys are saying or are we just you know are we just taking a particular segment of it and and then that's what's being perpetuated and the powers that don't want you to be that's how they operate and so like it's funny because i was just watching um a little uh like a public service announcement if you will that uh pearl from just pearly things put out today about that video with andrew tate and she said that all of a sudden now youtube age restricted it uh and then so now there's a possibility that it'll get pulled down. And it's like, for what? You know, and again, that's the the, the powers that don't want you to be, you know, and, and they really, I, I think they really have a problem with Andrew Tate's messaging in particular, because he does really have a, a message that if people adopted his message, it would really change the fabric of society. I don't think that we're particularly in a place where people, at least not on a mass scale, would adopt the messaging. But if people were to, it would definitely change things. 
Yeah, yeah. And and to me, that's um, really, at the end of the day, why he was canceled anyway. It was never for, quote-unquote, hitting a woman, which he didn't. But it was more so, oh, God, this guy is kind of problematic in the sense that he, he really gets in the way when it comes to the messaging and how we're and and how we're trying to make men comply to certain things. Literally, the people that are watching his videos are the fighting age males that if they start listening to the things he has to say, which is powerful because it's like be a strong individual, uh, be be strong physically, be strong mentally, and and march by by the beat of your own drum. That's that's kind of a scary physically, because mentally, you can't make people. Yeah. physically, mentally, psychologically. Uh, uh, well, that's mentally, uh, uh, physically, mentally, financially. Like uh, also, you know, he talks about that. You know, the whole top G status and and everything like that. And I think that that's solid messaging, especially for young dudes that are that are directionless um yeah what do you think about just pearly things but like because i've seen a lot of videos out there i've seen rollo tomasi kind of talk about this i know sandman has kind of talked about it that essentially there there's they're essentially insinuating that she's like a a grifter, like somebody that is just really taking advantage of the whole manosphere trend. Like it, it's kind of hot. It's a wave right now. And she's riding that wave. Um, do you think that that's the case with her? Or do you think that she's genuine? What do you think about her? Oh, well, from the content that I've seen, she hasn't struck me as, like, disingenuous. I will say, though, that although, you know, it's red pill content and it's more on the masculine side, sometimes a woman speaking on masculine things could come off as, like, well, is this genuine or, you know what I mean? Because yeah. at the end of the day, naturally, you a woman might not agree or a fe the feminine side of thing might not necessarily agree with the masculine side of things. Not that it's like it's a it's not supposed to be interconnected or anything like that, but what I'm saying is it's it's separated for a reason. So it's like yeah. yin and yang. You know, like it's the way even the way the the sphere is made, it's like it's one is one half, the other is another half, right? And they they're supposed to complement each other, but in complementing each other, they're coming from different sides. So uh, I think sometimes when it comes to red pill content made by women, it, it comes off sometimes as like uh, try a thought type vibes. Not and, and not in a. I'm not trying to talk shit, but I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, in, in in the wild west, is this content like supposed to make women think differently, or because we're like we're not in those times anymore? You know what I mean? And so right. I think sometimes then, guys could probably look at that and be like, I don't know if I like a woman doing red pill content. You, I don't necessarily exactly. dislike and, it. And I think, yeah. and, and I think you kind of uh, 
hit the nail on the head when you said trad thought because trad thoughts they have the you 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 see it on online and stuff they have a tendency to do the whole female chameleon routine where it's just like oh look i I'm, i want to show the guys that like i understand the guys and i'm I, I know what they're going through and it's like and so that's why it, it makes guys like sandman and rolo tomasi wonder if she's a grifter because it's just like well are you really with the shits or is, are you either riding a wave to like get this bread, this manosphere bread, or is this on some like, Oh, I, I, I want to show that I could be the cool girl. Like remember in uh, that movie, um, gone girl where she's doing that uh, as, as, as she's narrating, she's doing a monologue and there's this one particular segment in her monologue where she talks about uh, being the cool girl. And she's like, yeah, the cool girl is the one that eats wings and beers and will sit down and watch an Adam Sandler uh, uh, movie. And it's just like, so essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like what she's saying is that, like even she thinks, the, you know, the, 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 the character in Gone Girl, thinks that those women are female chameleons. Like they're just willing to like play that role to like yeah. make themselves appear more agreeable and more favorable to a p- particular type of guy. And, you know, she's not on that. She's not that type. And so it's sort of the same rule applies to to this. If you If you think that's the case, it would apply to like Pearl from just pearly things, you know. I'm not saying that is like I I agree with you to an extent that that there's there's uh nothing that I've seen from her that comes off as disingenuous but what I will say well actually and and also she did an interview uh recently did you, uh, I don't know if you saw it she did an interview with Jesse Lee Peterson uh you know remember no, I, amazing I amazing yeah that shit that shit was uh was was pretty worthy um that that interview and she she goes pretty in depth about her backstory like her dad and like how her dad is in the one percent and she knows you know her her dad is is a conservative and so a lot of the values that she has have it comes from her dad and stuff so it all made her seem like pretty genuine. Like it seems like she's always had like a, a a solid example of like what a masculine, successful man in her life is. And she says the only thing about her dad that isn't like many other men in the one percent is that he didn't cheat, or at least that she's not aware of on on her mom. But otherwise, yeah. He, he pretty much is like in that 1% of men in terms of like physicality, uh, financially, statistically, like all of that stuff. And so it was pretty yeah. interesting. It was like, oh, okay. But at, on the flip side of that coin, there is something a little bit odd about a woman that's willing to like go so hard in the paint for what affects men, you know? Yeah, 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 and and I and I get it though, cause I mean, right now, like 
as as society stands and and and, and the youth is in high you know that's in high school and grammar school going into high school there's a lot of weird shit going on and so to me like a woman doing that type of content perhaps she's like well i've seen both sides and uh, the red pill route is better you know because like see if if a relationship is based on on and if you take all this feminist shit out, out of the fucking table and, and and you base like a relationship it's based off of like you know uh or i would say a working relationship a healthy looking relationship because now now all these fucking people will be like, well, well, what's what's a normal relationship um, between a man and a woman? You know, the man is masculine, the woman is feminine, and whenever there's issues, there's discussions. I would assume if it's a healthy relationship that that that's thriving, there's discussions where boundaries are set, right? And so I think when women are doing that type of content, I guess they're hoping, like, well. Because, because I, I would, I would assume for women the dating pool isn't great either. Because there's a lot of motherfuckers like trying to get theirs, motherfuckers that really ain't on shit. So, so it, it does benefit a woman to do that type of content in the sense of like setting culture to the more well. Hey, go be a go getter. Go do this. Go do that. Be manly. This is what I want. You know, because like women do like. I wouldn't say every woman, but generally speaking, women do like men that will go to have that go-getter attitude, tall men or big men or strong men, you know? And, and yeah, society is really like pushing for like a softer man. And that necessarily probably I would, you know, and, and I don't think women really like that. Like there might be a woman or a few women, but women don't like that. So, um, Naturally speaking, it also does kind of benefit women that are on some, oh, I want to be in a traditional relationship because you're trying to say, like, the new shit, it ain't going to go nowhere. We're all going to be single. You know what I mean? Women and men. Men are going to be doing their own shit. Women are going to be doing their own shit. I don't know that that's a world that I want to be a part of. And so uh, perhaps now it's a little later or a little too late because shit is just so whacked out. But I think that's why also I could see a, a woman doing that type of content, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could see what you're saying. She asked a question in, uh, towards the end of, of the, the video where, uh, she asked, do you think we live in a post, marriage society and you know everybody kind of gave their answer and whatnot but i thought it was a good question do what do you think in a post-marriage society yeah like so essentially like mm. marriage is is outdated and like there's not it's just invalid at, at, at this junction in in uh human history uh well, yeah. I mean, as it currently stands, you got to realize anything that happens is like uh, it takes effect fifteen, like a decade later. You know, the damage is being done to the dynamics of men and women. We're we're experiencing some of it, 
but we're not we're not really a part of we're not gonna see the the worst of the worst if you get what I mean like we probably see the worst from our angle because like from the time of the, that our parents were were in uh in their youth it was different but it's not as bad as it could be you know what I mean and so, so you think so you think it's gonna get worse. Yeah, I think it's going to get worse because look at the stuff that – look at where the youth is now and how soft the, the new generation is and how soft millennials were. It's going to get worse. So will it get better after that? Well, it depends because, like, now what we're seeing is we did see the rise of red pill content, and, and, and it's, get, it's gotten bigger, and, and now women are part of it. And so it, it's one of those situations where – is this enough of a movement and will this movement grow big enough to the point where it's like, well, now it's changing society and culture for the better, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, how, how far this, this content will go. And if the powers that be won't try and get in the way, cause they have, you know, they have, but for yeah. some reason it, this type of content doesn't go away anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is definitely something about it that makes, and, and now not just men anymore, just people in general, it makes them gravitate towards it because you see a lot of women, even women that don't like it, they still gravitate towards it because I think deep down they wonder if it's true. Like, is this really, like, how men see the world, how other women might see the world, and it throws them off because have you ever have you ever witnessed in real time a blue pill person getting red pilled like i don't I don't know if you've ever seen it with your own eyes, but it's like a a remarkable thing happens like when when like a a a a blue pill person like gets red pilled about something, not necessarily about relationships or whatever, but when that the life smacks them in the face where like it forces a red pill down their throat. It's a wild thing. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why there's many women that consume red pill content. It's sort of like a like a like a masochistic thing. It's just like, oh, like I, I don't like it, but I'm fascinated by it because there's the potential that it could be true. I don't want it to be true. I don't want it to be the case, but you know, I I I, I need to see. Or some of them say that, oh, this is radicalizing men and young men and, and it's a threat to society and, and all of that type of stuff. And it's funny because you see that very same sort of scenario that I just described, that that occurrence, you see it happen in that particular video on that panel when Andrew Tate talks about, he's like, notice how an older woman, when like some young 19 20, 21, 22 year old, fit, great body, walks in the room. How much 
a lot of old, unless like it's a family member, the older women just kind of like are revolted by her. And that's because that's because she has the options that they once had. And so it was like, he red pilled them in real time because none of them challenged him on it. They all like just swallowed it. Like, damn, like he's right. And it is true. And so that because that's the moment the where women realize that their the content that they bring to the table is challenged, and they don't yep. know. Like, if you feel some type of way about it, perhaps you haven't been doing things the right way. You know, exactly, exactly. You weren't focused on the right thing, yes. and so, and and I and it was really it was really interesting because. You and I have had a conversation, not particularly that conversation, but what he ends up getting into is like, and and I know you've heard him make this comparison before, um, the analogy of, you know, women want the Ferrari, the Lambo. The Nissan is probably cheaper and it's more accessible but it's way less maintenance yeah. and it's cheaper. The Lambo, the Ferrari, more maintenance, more expensive, not as accessible. And so a lot of women, they don't want that Nissan. They don't want that. And, and that's, that's you know, uh, an analogy for the type of men that they want. They want a certain type of man. And what's funny yeah. about uh, uh, Andrew Tate, he's so realistic. He's, he even says, he's like, and the funniest thing about it is, is that the women that like would want me and want to be with me, I may not even make them as happy as the guy that's making $30,000 a year, but they think that this is what they want. And it's funny because the, the Brittany Renner chick, she sort of ended up agreeing with that. Not at $30,000 a year. I'm sure she wants a guy that makes more money than that. But yeah. she she did say how, like, she was dealing with that basketball player and it wasn't what she thought it would be. She's dealt with football players. It wasn't what she thought it would be. Like, those guys, like, they're going to they're gonna do their thing. They're going to get theirs. And maybe they'll take you serious for a few weeks, a few months maybe even a year or two, but ultimately those guys are going to want something else because they're athletes and it's thrown at them every rip. And so yeah. now she's talking. You'd have to do everything right as a woman and then hope that he's disciplined in not jumping into because everything's going to be thrown at him. Right, right. And and really that's what it takes a man. It is like a man – needs a man wants to go around so it's like well will he be disciplined not to go around well bitch are you doing the right shit and that's the thing and even even then and even then if he's at that level he still might even then mm -hmm. and so now her spiel is oh well I want a guy that I can like see the Grand Canyon with and experience this and experience that. But you didn't always want that, though. Now you want it. But why do you want it now? Oh, you want it now because 
there's Instagram thoughts that look way better than you. And are, yeah. is, is she's doing the same thing that Mia Khalifa did, that you and I talked about that, that Mia Khalifa did. It's the same yeah. exact thing. It's like, oh, now I'm realizing now this, now that, now I want grace and all of this stuff. And so those guys, they're not on that. And, and the guys that watch this content that are 19 and 20 and aren't, you know, uh, 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 you know, in a great place financially, aren't where they want to be, you know, in life in general. They don't have mercy. They don't have mercy because they're getting rejected day in and day out because a lot of those women want the top G's and they're not giving those guys attention. And so now it's like in the comment section, these women are getting bashed. But in their lives, also in their real life, they're getting bashed as well. And so it does go back to like what you were just saying about, all right, well, maybe if you had put your value into something other than just like the physicality. And that's where I think you and I transcend the manosphere is because we know about politics. We can give an example of what it looks like for a woman to put her value into something other than sexuality. Like we've given the example of like a Nikki Haley or a Dana Lausch, where it's just like, yeah, like those women, there's a lot of men that are attracted to them, but at the same time, it's like, well, they command respect. It's like, oh, okay, foreign policy. She'll destroy me on some foreign policy stuff. Oh, on guns. Dana Lausch could destroy a lot of guys on guns. So it's like one of those things where it's just like, oh, that's what it looks like. Not just, well, that's, that's what a woman looks like being able to like add or have value other than like something in the sexual realm, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then once you, once you have that, it's like, well, you should feel a lot better about yourself. Cause like, that's the thing. Like a lot of times in, this is in general, it's not just women. This is just men, women, everybody. You, we tend to focus on what the next person is doing. Well, what the next person is doing might not be what you should be doing or even something that you'd even be into doing or you don't even give a damn. So so why do you care so much? Why don't you look inward? Exactly. And then from there, be happy, you know, as an individual, be a happy person because you know yourself. And that's not necessarily – we live in the worst era when it comes to that because we're, we're looking at Instagram. We're looking at Facebook. We're looking at pictures, people on vacation, people doing this, people doing that. And everybody – every girl wants to be the next – oh, wow, look at her. She looks so good. She wants to look like the next girl. That's why you got all these girls operating, getting asses. They sh- like some of these girls get asses that they should – that it doesn't even look right in their bodies. But yeah, because all that this is what's in Tim Car. But are you happy though? Like, are you or are you sick? And and that's the that's the problem. So I, I, to me, yeah. a lot a lot of the issues uh, today is that we don't pay attention to to the stuff around, or we pay too much attention to the stuff around us. Not enough about what makes us happy, you know? Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's that was another thing, another point about that whole panel that I feel like guys like you and I, 
transcend that type of stuff because yeah. two things that that kept reoccurring in my mind as I hear them talking and going back and forth and making their points, even even some of the points that Andrew Tate was making, the two reoccurring things that kept coming up in my mind is one, at the end of the day, like, as a man, as a woman, like, what are you doing to, like, make the world a better place? Because whether you're married or single, like, it's all, all of this shit about, like, relationship dynamics, but the world is, like, much bigger than, like, your relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, in, in terms of romantic relationships, like, the world is much bigger about that like than that. Like, you know, uh, and I know Andrew Tate is on it, on that type of stuff outside of, you know, what he was talking about on that panel. But yeah. like, where, where are like the, the groups of guys that are, are meeting and like doing big things, like, you know, how he has that group, the war room and, or, or business or writing books or, or whatever the case. So, you know, people, they put all of this emphasis in like, Oh, relationship, relationship, relationship. And that's the thing that kind of bugs me to a certain extent about the manosphere is that a lot of it, a lot of the content at the end of the day does just boil down to like, can you be, get bitches or not? And it's just like, yeah, but what about like all the other multitude of things that the world consists of? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, this, like. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what's going on like in Elon Musk's personal life, but I imagine there's many days that go by between Tesla, SpaceX, Twitter that he probably doesn't even think about women. It's probably like, yeah, like this. I got too much going on. Like this. That's not. That's like yeah. the last thing that I'm concerned about. So, I think I think that is 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 key. And another thing is that at what point for the women mostly men too it applies to men, but I think like in today's day and age it applies mostly to women. Is what about vetting? Like all of these complaints about men. Oh, he did this. That guy did this. My baby daddy did this. My ex is that. But like, did do you not vet? Like, uh, uh, is is that who's gonna teach you women how to vet? Maybe that's what you bitches need to be on here talking about. Is like, yeah. how to vet? And I'll give you a perfect example. Like, Brittany Renner was on there talking about, oh, dude, you know, I'm in court with dude. He doesn't want to pay child support. This, that, and the third. He that like, I gotta work to to and get a lawyer and I'm fifty thousand dollars in lawyer fees and, and all of this stuff. Now yeah. first thing I would have told her, like if I was like or like her brother or, or a relative or whatever, is like you're probably just doing this for the money, like as as far as like fucking with a basketball player, because these are some of the dumbest, like wackest motherfuckers on the face of the earth. Like, like yeah. just most athletes in general are, are fucking idiots. So this is what you signed up for. Like you signed up for like a guy that is probably like in with his basketball team all over the country, slaying all type of bitches talking about, oh, fuck that bitch. I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to give that bitch a dollar. Like 
all of this type of stuff. That's the kind of guy that 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 is. And so now you're crying about it, but like, where was the vetting? Like, how do you not? How do you not like realize that this is that type of guy? Vet the character, analyze who the person is. In all of these these women with all of their complaints, like that doesn't seem to have have taken place because people change, but not that much. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, no, uh, uh, you know. Well, that's a, that's a, that's a big problem in general. Is like vetting vetting the people around you you know vetting because even men a lot of the men that got divorced didn't vet the type of woman that they were with like the character of the person and it takes years it's not like a five months is oh wow we're gonna get married now we're happy you gotta vet you have to vet like there's no way you're sharing you know, you, you buy a house with this person, you're going to build a life with this person. You don't think that you have to, there's a contract. That's what marriage is. It's a business contract. You don't have to vet. Fuck out of here. Yeah. And, and, and so a lot of the stuff, like women and men, they have that problem. You're not vetting and, and, the person. And that, and take into consideration how this person acts when things are bad. Because that's the other thing. Is people be like, oh, I we vetted. I thought I knew the person, but you only knew the person when things are good. Like, did you ever stop yeah. to think, oh, what does this person? How does this person get down when things are bad? Are are they are they uh, unapproachable when things are bad? Are they unreasonable when things are bad? Do they still show love and compassion when things are bad? Or do they turn into, is it like some Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, where they're a totally di different person when they're mad or despondent or things are not going the way they want them to? Because that's a bad sign, you know? Granted, I yeah. understand maybe their mood is not going to be exactly how it is when everything is good. And that's fine. Mood alteration to a certain extent is is reasonable. But there's some people that like are a totally different person when things are bad versus when things are good, you know? And yep. I've seen that before. I remember I saw this video. This was a long time ago where this guy documented how like, let's say he bought his girl a gift. And actually, it's funny because this was part of my mindset when uh, we wrote, remember the sketch we wrote, um, breaking up over the phone. Yeah. Uh, uh, my mindset was was on this uh, particular video and and this sort of this sort of uh, subject matter, if you will, where the guy he was like he he bought his girlfriend something and he was being sentimental and like she was reciprocating. Oh, I love you. This is that kissy face. And Oh, you're the best and all of this shit. And then when he didn't buy her nothing and he was just like on some, like just normal everyday stuff, she would reciprocate, but it wasn't, to, it wasn't at a, at the same level that it was when he would be buying her gifts and stuff. And then when she was mad, she wouldn't even say, I love you. Like she wouldn't even say any of that stuff. And it's just like, so to him, 
what that signified is like, damn, like, do you not love me when you're mad? Because that's like a start. That's like a huge drop off in, 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 in sentiment. And that's not okay. Like you would not want to go through thick and thin with a person like that. You want a person that like still that same feeling, they still feel it even when things are bad. And so, uh, and it was funny and, and, you know, and then, you know, we ended up writing that sketch and kind of like making fun and poking fun of that, like whole type that, that, that sort of scenario or whatever. But, but yeah, you know, that's how, that's how it is. And so people, you know, that's all part of vetting a person is like, not just when things are good, but when things are bad as well. Yeah. And well, yeah. shit, when it gets bad and you don't do it and then things go bad for you, what do you, Absolutely. Who, who is to blame? Who is to blame? Absolutely. Now moving on uh, to the next segment, cause, uh, I know we got to wrap up soon. Um, ben Shapiro, he was on the Full Send podcast recently with the Nelk Boys. They do a lot of good interviews. They get a lot of interesting people, uh, and there's a lot of uh, their their uh, podcasts that they've done that I've been very interested in, and not just like the the ones that are politically related. I, I like the one that they did with Game a lot. Um, uh, that one was real good. They did one recently with OJ. That show was kind of interesting to see OJ in an yeah. interview. And then, uh, and then, you know, before a while ago now they did the Trump one. And then, uh, recently they had Ben Shapiro on now, granted in terms of, of commentary, Ben Shapiro is, you know, on another level, like way more articulate, uh, uh, way more sophisticated, everything like that. But it was still overall a good podcast, real interesting things. The thing that stuck out to me the most about Ben Shapiro's appearance on the Full Send podcast, and I want to ask you what you think about it, is... I feel like Ben Shapiro as of late on many different things has been missing the mark and he didn't, I feel like he used to hit the mark before, but lately he's been missing the mark as of today, as right before we started recording them in pre-production, uh, we were talking briefly about how now he's kind of, uh, he, he, he's disillusioned by the jab. Something that, that we were never delusional about. We always knew that that there was something funky about the jab. And now that more and more information is coming out about it, all these documentaries, all this information, people feel disillusioned because they bought into the illusion of the jab and, and they were delusional about it. And so it, yeah. it would it, it would it would it would stand to reason that he missed the mark on that, and you know I don't know if he's going to be walking back his his statements on the jab or what because he was a big proponent of the jab, and and that was uh, I felt was a very uh, establishment position that he had taken. Now something else that I think he has missed the mark on that he expressed on the full send podcast. Cause 
he didn't really talk about the jab on the full sun podcast, this whole jab situation and, and, and essentially being disillusioned about it was on his own show. That's trending today, but on the full send podcast, he talked a little bit about Trump versus DeSantis. Now, Ben Shapiro thinks 100% that DeSantis is going to run, and he makes a good point. He says it's his time. Like, you don't, one thing you don't want to do in politics is miss your window. And I guess I can see what he was saying. Like, you and I feel like it wouldn't be a good time for DeSantis to run. Because you got you're gonna be going against Trump and then also Biden, who, you know, magically somehow got eighty-one million votes. How did that happen? We don't know. We probably will never know. And I think that we make a good point when it comes to like where we stand on that. But Ben Shapiro did is the first solid reasoning I have heard that I could understand, I could rationalize for somebody saying that DeSantis should run now. And essentially it's like, he's hot right now. He's hot. People are rocking with Florida. You don't want to miss your opportunity because if he doesn't run now, then another four years goes by. He's two years out of office. You know, his maybe his hype has died down. Who knows what it is? Whereas right now he has the hype and he has like $150 million in his coffers to essentially get started with. And I didn't know he had that much money in his coffers, but, and apparently it's fungible. Like he can transfer that from, you know, on some governor stuff to running for president. So that was a lot of solid information that I was like, okay, I, I, I see where Ben Shapiro is coming from, but where I feel he's missing the mark is that regardless as as to whether or not you like DeSantis over Trump and you think it's DeSantis' time, I think he's totally oblivious to the ballot harvesting thing. Like, I feel like he doesn't realize, because he's the one that's always talking about this candidate quality stuff. And and that's where I felt like the Nelk boys are, are were, fell short and are, were rather unsophisticated in this realm because I really would have liked one of them, somebody, anybody to be like, well, first off, like, are are you not worried about ballot harvesting? Because I still stand on, on my ground that no matter who runs in 2024, if the Republicans don't match the ballot harvesting mail in ballot efforts, it, won't matter. it doesn't matter. It won't matter. And, and I, I stand by that. And so, but the guys like Ben Shapiro, they like, they're oblivious to that. It's like, he doesn't even talk about that to him. It's really about candidate quality. Like, Oh, Trump picked bad candidates in the midterms. We did bad because of Trump and Trump just needs to get out of the way. That's his problem it's, though. I think you, you, uh, you mentioned it from the get is, he is too establishment. So when you're too establishment, you're too you're too afraid to think on your own. I think sometimes that's his problem. It's like he'll, he's good at following the trend 
when it's the trend, but he's not a, a trend starter or a trend setter. There's definitely no, not Ben Shapiro. Yeah, and that's yeah, his yeah, problem. He's not. You know, oh, he was all Trump when when it was already we we've been Trump. He was all yeah, uh, yeah. You're you know, right. He's yeah. he you, you. I think you just hit the nail on the head. He's he's sort of a day late and a dollar short on a lot of things. Yeah, and it's cool because like you know he still has on his own. He still has good perspectives, but when it comes to like actually like. A, being a thinker, like a thinker, thinker. He's not really. He he is, but he's not. It's like he is. He's too late on shit. Like the jab shit. Like you said, we we saw that from a mile away, like a mile away. And so and we're not the only ones. You, like you yeah. mentioned in pre-production, anomaly. He was on that. There's a lot of people that were on that. We know people in our personal lives that were on that. Like that are not even that into politics that had enough wherewithal to be like, yeah, hey, you know what? There's something funky about this. Yeah. And so his problem, I feel, is he doesn't – he's not a ground floor guy. No, he's not. He isn't. He he definitely isn't. Yeah, and to that, that affects the way he sees things because you have to be uh, – you have to – like if he was running a company, I feel like he'd have a lot of handlers do a lot of stuff. He yeah. wouldn't know what the fuck. Like, if he was in the trenches, he wouldn't know what the fuck's going on. Uh, I have a guy that takes care of it. As opposed to, like, an Andrew Tate or an Anomaly or or even a Steven Crowder who, who, like, he's, you know, he has his people, but it's, like, his show. He runs it his way. He's leaving the blade. He's going to start anew. Like, it's different when you're, when, when, so I feel like with, with, with Ben, and I, and, and, I'm just making an observation. Obviously, I don't know what Ben, who, what, who runs Ben stuff, or what's going on with that. But if I were to be a betting man, I would say like you're not a ground level type of guy. Like you, you be blind to a lot of stuff because uh, you have a guy that does that knows a guy that does this, and that, you know what I mean. And, and so a lot of times it's like he lacks basic understanding of shit. Like he does that. Like we we've always. Criticize him when it comes to uh, films. Yeah, you know, and music. He's very one-dimensional. Yeah, his you know? his his uh, skills in film review are abysmal. Yeah, and so his strength his strength comes from statistics. You know, uh, what's tried, tested, done well in debating, um, but. I've always felt that his weakness is like, uh, what's the word? It's like the streets. He, yeah, he not street that smart sh- at all. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah, he's not street smart at all. Like, like I could see a a, a debate between Ben Shapiro, uh, like a candidate like Ben Shapiro, and a candidate like Trump, and like the candidate like Ben Shapiro would would be destroyed. Even yeah. though they have all this information, it's like, well, you're not being street smart about it. So, I mean, well, what do you want? What, what do you expect? Yeah. So, so like, come on, the jab shit that was that was way too late. The DeSantis thing too. It's like, I understand what what, what he's saying, but do you are first of all the the number one point, which is the point that you brought up, is, uh, 
this motherfucker, like, well, do you not see that these candidates are terrible and that it was really ballot harvesting? Are we going to skip through all of that? That's a number one. Yeah. Number one exactly. all argument is to me, I made. cannot, I cannot wrap my mind around how you don't, how he doesn't see that. Like, John Fetterman won. John <laughs> Fetterman is a U.S. senator. Are you fucking kidding me? This is like, forget Biden. Forget Biden. Like, I, I could, in, 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 in my, in, in my deepest, darkest, most fucked up capacity, I could fathom Biden because he was once the vice president. He has that all, that Obama juice on him. I, I could somehow, some way, rationalize that. It's not easy, and it takes a lot of, a lot of uh, uh, just dumbing myself down. But I could rationalize that. But John Fetterman, hello, oh. good night, <laughs> I, John Fetterman. Like, get the foot. No, I cannot rationalize that. Yeah, I cannot rationalize that. That doesn't make any better, sense. Uh, to, no. What you don't understand, he was a better candidate. He was the better candidate. The, the candidate the quality matters. Yeah, yes. apparently. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> Is that? And then also, are we going to skip the big elephant in the room, which is DeSantis? Talks, moves, campaign as a baby Trump. Are we going to like not look at that or what? So, the fucking mannerisms are the same. Uh, uh, yeah, you're 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 right. You, if you notice, though, uh, and and it, and that and that's something else that I don't like about that. I, I feel funny about DeSantis. This comes off as a little disingenuous to me. He's starting to change his mannerisms. Like if you watch him talk, look at him talk in like recent videos. His mannerisms are starting to change, and that's a little mm. bit disingenuous to me. And and I think he's doing that purposefully because if he does end up running, that is something that eventually Trump could use against him. Like, dude, like you even talk like me. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. one thing, one thing Ben Shapiro said, I guess that would serve as like advice to DeSantis, which DeSantis is already kind of doing that is, and I, I would like your take on this. He says that no, anytime Trump attacks DeSantis, DeSantis doesn't even like respond to it. And he just kind of brushes it off and just, you know, talks about the issues at hand. And he says yeah. that's very good. That's very good for DeSantis. That's very good on DeSantis's part. And I yeah, do, I do think, hard. I do, I do think so too. It's like, so as as Trump, do you pivot at this point? Do you be like, all right, well, he's not, he's not giving me the energy that I that I need, like that I feed off of, so. I need to like do a different strategy with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think Trump should definitely pivot because if you're not so so what Trump is trying to do and I think what Trump tried to do was kind of 
fish out whether DeSantis was going to run or not by saying that. So, like, when we were talking about the, the Ron DeSantimonious comment, uh, I think he had probably heard through, 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 through the grapevine, like, oh, this motherfucker's planning on running. He's setting everything up. And I think that's why he said it. He didn't obviously say that to the world, but he threw that shot just to see what Ron DeSantis Yeah. Did. As time progresses, it does seem like, which that, I remember that was your your uh, your original assessment was that uh, that you feel like oh who knows what Trump knows that we may not know and I think it does look like you're gonna be vindicated on that because because uh, now it, it's looking as time goes on like more and more like the census will run even though nothing's official yet. Yeah, that's interesting because like the polling is saying all now the polls are saying they're in favor of DeSantis, but the, when you get Trump on the mic, that's a different, it's a different story, you know. A lot of people talk shit like Trump is kind of like Eminem in that regard, like in his prime. A lot of people, oh, yeah, this, 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 that, this, this. Bro, like, let's see what happens, you know. Yeah. It's all high, and at some point, if you run, you Trump, and you know, has has been strategizing because I like I'm using your mechanisms. I'm using I'm using the campaign that I think you have retweeted. First, first, uh, or when uh, DeSantis was first getting into office, bro, I'm I'm going like I'm going full. Demon mode on you, and, and it's because ran off of my laurels, and now you're trying to go against, me and you're in my way. And so, to me, I don't care if we're cool, I don't care if we're buddy buddy. Get the fuck out of my way. This is war, and I'm gonna be the one, and that's it. And so, to me, like what Trump did was kind of set the tone with that comment. The reason it was it, it didn't go over well was because there was no. There was really no explanation. Yeah, and then so also it was, it was it, that, and also that it was right before the midterms, and it's like at a time where the Republican Party needs to be unified. It was like a divisive statement. Yeah. Yep. And so, I mean, it's in that regard. Yeah, you probably should have waited, but. Yeah, it's looking like dude's going to run. And, I mean, it is what it is. And, like, I've said it myself plenty of times. Like, I, the dude has ran uh, – DeSantis has ran uh, Florida very well. And I obviously would be open to hearing what he has to say. But the big, the big uh, problem for me is the people you surround yourself with. Or, or, or the yeah. people that you're going to be bigged up by. And we've said this before. It's like, if you're going to be with the establishment types, well, then there's going to be a lot of red flags. And so I'm not going to feel comfortable with the shit that you're on because you're you're liable to switch up. Yeah. And so Which, if you, which was yeah. funny because I don't know if you saw on Twitter that video that I tagged you in where Roger Stone – Roger Stone said – that's how you oh, know, yeah, like, man, we, we, we does this shit. Like, Roger Stone said the exact same thing 
that we said like a week or two prior. Like it, it almost seemed like if he listened to the show and took our talking points. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I did see that shit. I thought I retweeted it, maybe not, but yeah, like that shit was like on point. But that's because like they understand like this is this is the stuff that's gonna be in the way for for dude. That's why like to me, it's a catch. I see Ben Shapiro's point, but like the big problem is you're going against the guy who made your whole career. You yeah. Know I mean? And then how do you differ from him on policy? Like what, how, what do you, what do you do? Like what, what do you, your MAGA policy, he's MAGA policy. How do you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, that's, that's, uh, that's, it's interesting. It's very and then not only that, but like the only thing that you're better at, at, at trumping is your jab approach. But the yeah. problem with that is the mainstream don't give a fuck about that shit. No, if, if anything, like they're honestly the coverage of of DeSantis and Trump is going to be the most cognitive dissonance that the mainstream media has ever had. They're going to be in between a rock and a hard place because you hate Trump, but you love the jab and he brought you the jab. And <laughs> you, you, yeah, probably so like, you probably like the census better if he rolls with the establishment more. Because let's be honest, out of the two, DeSantis will be the more establishment candidate than Trump. Yeah. So you would probably like him better, but but you're not going to like how he is about the jab. Like, how fucked up is the mainstream media going to be on uh, uh, when it comes to those two going at it? Yeah. Because yeah, these motherfuckers, they love, they love the jab. The jab is 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 their life. So, yeah. all right, well, this is the guy that brought you the jab versus the guy that his approach has been not, let's not mis let's not fool ourselves. The census approach from the get-go has not always been anti-jab, but no. it's a more anti-jab approach than Trump's. And I feel like that's going to put the mainstream media between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And if I were DeSantis, I'd kind of be on some like, well, you know, I never said anything about like people can't get jabbed. I just said people should have their liberties as individuals. Their freedom. Leave it at that. Yeah. And just skip that whole thing because like, yeah, but you you better him on the MAGA scale when it comes uh, another to that. Thing, though, mainstream, another no. thing we need to realize, another thing we need to realize also, and I, I know you know this, but for, for the audience, is that State politics and national politics are two different things. There are people in this nation that are as repulsed by Florida as we are of California. And so that's the yeah. other thing, too. Like, Trump won't have that problem. That's a problem that DeSantis will have, you know? Yeah, well, yeah, and that's, a, that's the only... The only record you have is a Florida record, and that's a red state. So it's like, well, can you trans? Can, can that translate all around the nation? Because like Trump, that translated. 
and, and and don't let that shit fool you. The fact that oh eighty, because we already know how this ballot harvesting shit. That shit actually did resonate though on the Republican side, on like a how many millions of people actually went to go vote for this man. It did resonate. Yeah. If you take all that COVID shit off and the mail-in shit, like, dude, that's a mop. Like, he would have mopped the floor with Biden. They needed all of that to get Biden in. He had the most votes of any sitting president in history. 75 million votes. No sitting president has ever garnered that many votes. And so... That's the other thing that all of these people are, are are missing, including Ben Shapiro. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know if, if it's candidate quality. I, I still think this guy might be the kingmaker. Like, you know, we'll see. Time will tell. But, like, 75 million votes, like, that many people in two years are not going to stop rocking with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. And then, and, so, and then again, going back to the whole Canada quality argument, another point that I wanted to make earlier is, so Blake Masters wasn't a beast of a candidate. Like to me, Blake Masters is like the if I was going to create a senator in a laboratory, it would be Blake Masters. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, but dude sucked though. That's why he lost. Candidate quality matters. <laughs> crazy <laughs> according to Ben Shapiro right so that I mean yeah. like the fact that, that the fact that Katie I guess Holt Katie, Ho- Katie Hobbs to, or Katie Hobbs yeah um, no no Carrie Lake lost to Katie Hobbs yeah. yeah the fact that that is even a thing destroys Ben Shapiro's argument I don't have to say a word all I have to, I, all I have to do is just look at Ben Shapiro in his eyes Menacingly, and just say Arizona, and then and then, <laughs> and, then and then and then like to to like destroy him, like where it would be like uh, RX Phoenix destroys Ben Shapiro. I'll be like Pennsylvania. <laughs> Everybody's like, oh my god, just went off on him. Two words, destroyed. <laughs> RX Phoenix destroys Ben Shapiro. That shit goes viral. It's just two words: Arizona, Pennsylvania. That's it. That's yeah, over with. Yeah. I won the argument, Ben, because your argument is a dumbass argument. Stop saying that. Yeah. So yeah, that's what yeah. kills me about that, that that whole interview. Is uh, I I like the fact that the No Boys like put. So I respect that they they bring in people that a lot of these like. Young people will probably be, oh no, I, I don't like them, or or, or or like the mainstream media doesn't want them. Like I, I respect that about the Nova Boys. They don't give a fuck. They'll say, hey, come on, Trump. All right, cool. Ben. All right, cool. Uh, Andrew Tate. All right, cool. Where, where I don't like their content is like you said, they're out of their depth with the type of lifestyle that they live and the type of guys that they are. Not that I'm talking shit, because like you know, if you're happy. Who that's it, but they don't have that like they don't have a well-roundedness to them, and so that no. they're bringing well-rounded con uh, 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 they're they're bringing content that could be 
that's a lot more well-rounded, but they're just not being able to keep up with the pace because they're not asking the right questions because they're kind of very surface-level guys. Yeah. And so that's the only problem because, like, that would have been a great – I would definitely want to know what Ben Shapiro thinks about ballot harvesting. I would definitely like yeah. to challenge Ben Shapiro on the whole Arizona and Pennsylvania and candidate quality. I would want mm. to challenge him on that because, like, I want to see what he has to say. What what are his answers to those questions? And like, if I were yeah. to hear a question like that, I'd be like, "Damn, I want to, you know, I want to see what the fuck, you know." And some pushback, because because just because I and and I've always liked Ben Shapiro's content. Just because I like your content doesn't mean I'm gonna push. I'm not gonna push back. You know, I'm gonna ask you why. Why do you think this? You Absolutely, know? and it doesn't mean that you're right about everything. But yeah, exactly. Like the the Andrew Tate versus those uh feminist chicks. The whole point of that is to, like, this is interesting shit because they're going head-to-head on ideas. I like this. Yeah. They might actually bring up a good point, you know? Like you said, Ben Shapiro and the Nug Boys, he brought up a good point that we never even thought of. Two two, two or three good points. It's because you're you're out and, and you're discussing shit and you're debating, and that's interesting. And, and sometimes, like, because of the questioning or because you're cool with someone, you're not willing to do that or because, Oh, it's not, it's not safe because we might get canceled. That's what, that's what's garbage about content nowadays. It's like, you have to keep it real surface level. Yeah. The best, the best things come when, when things are challenged because it challenges you. You know, I've been asked questions before where I was like, damn, I got to think about this. Why do I think that? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so when I when I when I have a thought process or when I have an idea, I try to look at the good and the bad. How are people gonna not? Like <coughs> this? How are people gonna like this? Why do I think this? Why is it good? Why is it bad? What are the pros? What are the cons? Absolutely. And that way, you know, you form your own ideas on things, and you'll have an answer when people ask you. Absolutely. Well, that's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, if we talk about something that you know somebody would be interested in, please share the episode with them. We're on all podcast platforms. If you want to help us stay independent, go to our website. You can donate an amount of your choosing or buy some merch. And if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. It helps us out a lot. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.